Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome to the Drunken Car Review. Today we're going to be reviewing a car that almost became legendary. A car that many consider to be fallen into this category of some of the ugliest cars ever built. What is this car, you may ask? Well... It's a car that blends in with a category, much like cars like the Gremlin or the Pacer or the VW Thing. Except it had one major difference. It had none of the agency of the other cars. Those cars had some sort of quirk to them, or some kind of endearing factor, or just sometimes just a weird engine in them. But no, this car fell into a category unlike any other, because it was not just hideous, it was not just ugly, it was not just useless. It was just really stupid. That car, my friends, you may or may not know as the Nissan Juke. One of the dumbest cars ever produced by a company dying out by the thousands. So to start off with, we're going to introduce this vehicle. The Nissan Juke can best be described as a butt-ugly bug. A car with headlights that stick out of its front end and bulbous and weird shapes that make it look like a giant prey mantis staring you in the face. It's just ugly by any means with a bulbous front end and weirdly shaped rear end with a weird, awkward roof line. It's just awkward to look at. It's just ugly. I don't know how the hell it's going past the drawing board. On top of that, it was matched up with a piddly powered engine that didn't even put out enough power to barely move the thing forward. Sure, it put out 180 horses, but somehow managed to make those horses go in all the wrong directions because this car was just wimpy. And if you could even get that car to go with the CVT transmission, which was known and iconic for being one of the shittiest transmissions built to man, it was known just as a junker car. So how do they manage to sell millions of them? Well, the answer is rather simple. Make it available to almost every market known to man and make it dirt cheap. That's how they sold a lot of them. And because simply do people nowadays sometimes don't care what they drive, they just want a cheap back and forth car to work, they figure it would be useful for that. But they quickly uncovered the purpose that it was, well, useless at even that. So to start with, before we go any further with the review, let's talk a little bit about its history, okay? In 2009, Nissan unveiled its sporty new SUV hatchback-looking thing. And nobody quite knew what to make of it, because nobody knew what the hell it was. When the numbers were unveiled in 2010, kind of releasing halfway through, I think it sold like 8,000 cars, if I remember correctly. And then the year after that, it sold 17,000, and it reaches peak. Yep, we sold about 38,000, and in about 2015, I think they released a Nismo model, and sold almost close to 40,000, which was the peak of this car's sell numbers in the U.S., because that's all it was going to get. In the end, the car began to plummet shortly after that. By the end of its run, it barely sold over a couple hundred cars in the U.S. Why is that? Because people came to the shocking realization that though cheap, it was useless beyond any comprehension. And that's where we're getting to the actual review of this vehicle. Now, I've already described the looks and capabilities of this useless pile of shit, but let's get into the actual, 
don't know, I can't even say performance of this car. So let's say you're drive buying this for a commuter car. That's it's cheap. That's maybe why you're buying this thing. Well, there's one major problem with the commuter factor. A commuter car is supposed to be a good beater car, reliable, sometimes great on gas, and just generally a car you can trust that it's gonna be able to take a beating, take the mileage, and save you money in the long run. Well, this car didn't really do that. With a combination of problems with the infotainment system, fuel pump problems with the oil pan causing it to, the turbos to blow out on the thing, and the major problem, obviously, as I stated before, with a junky transmission, the car was just not reliable in the slightest. And it didn't save shitloads on gas either. The engine not only drank gas by the tons for what it was, it was supposed to, it's a, it's a little SUV. You think it's like, no. It had high stands and weird angles on the car, making it basically buffer off every piece of wind it could find. In other words, it was terrible on gas mileage. It wasn't awful. I'm sure you could drive a lot worse, like a Jeep. But the fact remains is that for a tiny little SUV, it was horrific on gas mileage for what it was. Why is that? Well, simply put, don't make your car with a gazillion angles and different little channels on it and a thousand different weird bulbous front ends and headlights that stick up on the damn thing. Who even designed them things? Why? I know. We're going to need them headlights. We're going to put them on top of the hood. And better yet, we're going to make them stick out like some kind of bulbous eyeballs. My God, what an idiot. Anyways, so we have the fact that it doesn't really save uh, money on gas and it's not really reliable. So it's not a commuter car. How's the sporty factors? Well, I'll give it credit. It's not bad at sporty. It's just... It's not like it's anything special. I mean, you can buy a Golf GTR and be better than this thing. And overall, I mean, going back to the looks for a second, I just don't understand it. If performance-wise, you think, well, we're well, designed for performance. So it may look a little wonky, but it's performance-driven. But it's not even that. A bland-looking Jetta, one of the blandest cars ever built, has better performance capabilities than this sporty Nissan. The fact remains that this car has no redeeming qualities to it that I've found. Um, better yet, let's go into, well, Family Hauler. Well, it's an SUV, Family Hauler. That's what it's built for. It's built to haul the kids. Well, you think that until you realize, for example, what's the advantages to having a four-door sedan or a SUV of any kind or truck? Well, you have the four-door so you get the little kids can open the doors, scrabble their own asses inside the truck so you don't have to spend 25 minutes loading them into the vehicle. Well, let's just say the Nissan even fails at that. The wonky little handle that sticks five feet above the door handle means that any kid under the three feet can't reach the bloody thing. It's just way up there. Why? Why does it need to be up 50 feet above the car? It doesn't make sense. It's almost against the roof line for crying out loud. It just doesn't, it just doesn't add up. What's the advantage to it? What was the purpose? What did you gain from putting the handles 30 feet above the car? Honestly, beats me. So, with handles that reach up the walls, you think, all right, well, sure the handles are wonky, but surely it's fit people comfortable. Nope. It doesn't even fit people comfortably. The car is generally just not a pleasant to sit in. It just looks cramped. It feels cramped. The roof line is so weird that it feels like you're sitting in a tomb almost. I feel like if I rolled this thing over, I'd be in fear of being trapped and burned alive in the damn thing. Because I wouldn't be able to figure my way out of this cave. And on top of that, it's not even a good hauler. Okay, like some SUVs have great trunk spaces. Wonderful. Cram the whole surfboard and all the kids' stuff in there. Nope, it even lacks that. It couldn't fit a stinking duffel bag in there. It couldn't fit my suitcase, I'm pretty sure. It's just worthless. I don't understand how this car got past the drawing board. And better yet, it's still being made today. And people are still buying them today. Why? Why in shit's name would you buy this car? What would possess you to? It's not available in the US markets, but people in the UK and in Japan and other areas, they can still buy this useless pile of junk. But why? Why would you buy? What would possess you to buy something like this? 
Well, my friends, the answer is rather simple. That is price. This car is dirt cheap. It was dirt cheap back then, but it's even dirt cheap now. Because at the end of the day, you have financing to back you up. Yep, financing. Because Nissan recently has announced that they are going with lenders that are of um, questionable repute, I suppose you could say. They are known as loan sharks for you people in the US or in other areas or everywhere. Basically, these are some of the dirtiest, skeeviest, low-life companies they found. And they've decided, you know what? We're going to make sure everybody can buy our dirt cheap cars. So we're going to go with those losers. These, some of these in the better business viewers that they're going with. Some of these loan companies have like one star. I think one of the higher ones is 1.2. I can't remember the names because they're so shitty loan companies that I don't even know who the hell they are. And how does Nissan, a company that's supposed to be one of the top automakers, partner with these guys? Because Nissan is hemorrhaging money. Hemorrhaging money by the millions. Because simply put, despite their sales being so high in some of their cars, they're not making money on them. I mean, the Juke is cheap, but the problem is with cheap cars, unless you sell them, billions of them like for example when the ford released the fusion there's just no advantage to them even if ford ended up cutting the fusion because it was not making them money they were selling a lot of them just not enough to make a profit margin and when nissan does sells below that and they're not making a profit margin there's no way they're gonna be able to keep this right wrong they're still talking about even adding additions like nismo models to the thing it didn't resurrect it in 2015 there's no way in sam's hill it's gonna resurrect it now why does this car remain simply put at the end of, end of the day, this car is still on the market because, like the Chevy Trailblazer, it's cheap. People can afford to buy these things. That's why people buy them. Even though they're hideous, even though they're ugly, even though they are terrible at everything they try to do, they still buy them. Why? I don't understand. Buy a used Fusion. At least it looks somewhat decent in the car. At least it has decent performance capabilities and it has every advantage. It has better trunk space, better car, better seating positions, a roomier interior, and just, just a better looking car. I mean, my god. I give them credit. At least in the new one, they've gotten rid of the bulbous headlights that stick above the car like patting deer's about to, like deer eyes about to get run over by a truck. It's still hideous. It's still the buttigliest car known to man. I don't understand why people still insist, insist on continuing to buy this thing from a company as dirty at this point as, well, when it's a mob, they're competing with the Yakuza and their, and their, for their country group. It's just, I don't understand it. And it's sad because it's a company that used to be famous for building practically indestructible and beautiful cars. Datsun made the, even like their 300, this, the Z cars were beautiful vehicles. And even today, Nissan can produce beautiful Z cars. The new one coming out, other than its weird grill, in my opinion, it's not a bad looking car, but they still make cars like the freaking Juke, and I don't get it. They have great cars. Some of the cars are really good. Recently, tested out a Nissan, one of those rogue. They were good SUVs. I won't deny it. I got in there and I didn't mind the new uh, Nissan SUVs. I mean, Dad took, a, my, Dad took a test drive of them, and we actually liked it. But somehow, Along the way, they've still managed to crank out crap cars. Which is sad because back when they were still Datsun, back past the 80s, they were indestructible. I mean, I knew people, some of these Datsun cars I look at online, they are up to like millions of miles because they were indestructible. You could drive, I swear to God, drive some of these cars off a bloody bridge into a blistering lava, lake of lava, and it would still run. I swear they probably would, but somehow, the quality of the car has gone down. The styling of the car is no longer sporty or edgy as they try to make it or they try to pass off that dumb juke as. It's just, 
I, it's sad. From a company that used to be one of the better companies out there. I mean, if you think about it, back in the day, Nissan or Datsun was actually one of the top selling cars. It was the Toyota of its age, dominating the market with cars that were famous, cars that were indestructible, and that inspired Toyota's companies like Honda and Toyota to come into the market in the U.S. They basically opened the bridge with sporty cars that were reliable, and somehow they become hideous and untrustworthy over the years, especially with their new loan practices they're putting into place. So honestly, that's my review of the Juke. It is just a car that's hideous. It will never be remembered in the lines of a Pacer or a Gremlin or anything along those lines because simply put, there's no redeeming factors to it. Those cars have redeeming factors because they had their they were ugly, but they were the ugly duck. They had their little quirks, their little things to them. But this car has nothing. No advantages, no coolness, nothing. Not even quirkiness. It's just ugly and useless. <sighs> Nissan, what is wrong with you? Anyways, that has been my review of the Juke. That calls it for me today. I wish you all a wonderful day and a wonderful night. And if you somehow are listening to this ranting, raving review... Feel free to leave a subscription or a like or a review. I would greatly appreciate it. Have a good day, my friends.